The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Hi, this is Adapia DeRico, Principal and VP of Strategy at Alpha Investing, and you're tuned in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. It's all about bringing value to who you're serving, right? I mean, everything that we do in this industry goes back to serving our investors. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, the founder of the Dream Chasers platform, and thank you for tuning into our content. We've got some phenomenal creators making a name for themselves on this platform, and we just wanna say thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun over the past few years, and hey, we're just getting started. We would also like to take this moment to shine light on our sponsor, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. To learn more about Raise Masters, you can go to raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. And again, thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us, your time. Now kick back and enjoy the show. Jeremy, my amazing producer, take it away. This is Dream Chases. Episode 204 with Tate Durier and Abel Pacheco at the Best Ever Real Estate Conference. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers Interviews with the Future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and welcome to part two of this two part series. What are you doing to build out your capital raising machine in 2022? If you haven't checked out the last episode, we were sitting down with John Catani and Rob Overstreet, who are members of ours over at Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. And we were hanging out at Best Ever Real Estate Conference 2022 in Denver, Colorado. So this interview right here is part two, had the honor and privilege the day after Johnny and Rob to sit down with Tate Durier and Abel Pacheco, who are also some next level, to say the least, capital raisers in this game, in the world of commercial real estate and beyond. And so here we go. We got to pick Abel and Tate's mind on what are they doing to build out their capital raising machines in 2022. You're going to love this one. Get your notepads ready. Here we go. Hello. We are coming to you live from the Groundbreaker podcasting stage at the Best Ever Conference in Denver, Colorado. My name is Adam Carswell. I'm joined today by Abel Pacheco and Tate Durier to next level capital raisers in the game. It's an honor to also know them through our mastermind, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. We're going to be talking about raising money. And on top of, oh yeah. And these guys know a thing or two about Boom. raising money. Raising Let me tell money. You. I love it. <laughs> Who needs money for their real estate deals? Who needs money for their real estate deals? Raise your hands. Everyone's hands go up. So we're going to talk about what are you guys doing to build out your capital raising machines right now? And yeah, that's the topic. So I'm going to go Abel and Tate in that order, and we'll switch it up as we go through here. But Abel, what, when you hear that question, what are you doing to build out your capital raising machine right now? What is the one thing, aside from being at this conference, what is the one thing that comes to mind? Well, the one thing is do all the things until you find out the one thing that works the best. So that's my mindset. But my one thing, you know, probably more than anything has been networking. It's probably the single most important vital thing to raising capital is 
you're networking. You have to know people. You have to shake hands, meet new ones. You have to build new relationships. You have to do it. So talk to people, network. The trick is figuring out how to meet people at scale and, and have enough of these building relationship moments at scale where you can figure out how to you know, scale. You're only one person. I'm only one individual, one human being. I can't shake everyone's hand and find the right person. But if you build platforms, it'll allow you to draw, attract, retain, however you want to look at it, the right people that actually do want to shake your hand for the deals that you're doing and enable us to raise more capital. So I can go on and on, but let me pause for a minute. Yeah, yeah, no. And I'm looking forward to Tate's answer on this, if it's anything similar to yours, because he's, you got to follow Turbine Capital on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, that's a fun one uh, hey. when, he, when he's getting funky. But real quick on that note, Abel, what you said build platforms. If, yeah. you, if you had to recommend one platform that you've seen from a scaling perspective work very well, what is it and why? Yeah, well, mine has to be podcasting. So that's probably you know my number one platform right now. It's enabled me to build amazing relationships with other partners, other investors, other professionals in the business, other like-minded individuals. So podcasting has absolutely been you know my number one platform to date. Uh, it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy, but essentially we've recorded about 200 shows. We've talked to people that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars that are managing billions of dollars. We've been able to interview people like Grant Cardone, the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Sharon Lecter, the capital, the master himself, Hunter Thompson, yourself on our podcast. And right. just in doing so, what happens is you've recorded this great content. You've done it once. So yes, it was 200 shows, a ton of cycles, but it's recorded. And now I can direct anybody to a lot of topics that people want to know about, whether they're investing for trying to figure out how to beat taxes or 1031 or deferred sales trust or trying to figure out how to go active one shape, form or another. It's recorded. And now that platform continues to scale. So it's been an amazing run. Love it, man. Love it. And ladies and gentlemen, just look up. It's the 5TCRE podcast. Yeah, right? baby. Yep. Five talents. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. We've got this energy built up now. You can sense it. You can feel it. Who is this Tate Durie guy? If you don't already know who he is, definitely a sleeper pick and probably uh, he gets a little bit he's like, oh, Adam, stop saying it. But probably top three coolest <laughs> people on the planet. I've ever met dude super um, cool uh, you're super cool too kind. <laughs> too kind. <laughs> what are you doing what are you working on right now to build out your capital raising machine so i think tying into what abel said about podcasting it's all about bringing value to who you're serving right i mean everything that we do in this industry goes back to serving our investors with providing them somewhere to put their capital grow their capital that's safe and predictable and in the same way when you're attracting people into your network, leading with value, I think is exactly what Abel's saying, right? Like if you're, if you're bringing content that people actually want to listen to, that's going to grow your audience very quickly. So I'm actually really looking forward to uh, our new podcast that we're launching. I'm co-hosting with Ryan Gibson, CIO yeah, of Spartan actually, Investment you, Group. That's really cool what you guys got going on there. You're telling about me about it yesterday. Get us, yeah. get us pumped up. What are you talking about? All right. So yeah, this is a little teaser. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's going to be called Passive Income Pilots. We've got a very cool logo and we've got a really cool platform. So we decided on taking it a little bit different than the standard podcast format where it's just guest interviews. We are going to do that as well, but the other half of the show is going to be a little bit different format where we do at least one show a month where it'll we're going to tackle a topic and 
sort of do it NPR style where we'll splice in conversations from different experts to get to hit it from all different angles. Uh, I think we're going to be able to bring a, a massive amount of value specifically to the airline pilot crowd. But uh, of course, if you're a high income professional, high income W2 earner, all the stuff that we're going to be talking about, very, very applicable across the board to anybody. So our avatar, again, is, is sort of the, the airline pilot crowd. But if you're a doctor, an attorney, an engineer, anybody who's got a high W-2 and, and a high tax burden, uh, all this stuff is going to be really applicable. Totally. Okay. So I didn't think we were going to go this direction, but I think we have to. I mean, it's only right. We're up here podcasting at Best Ever Conference. We're talking about podcasts. And it's the realm of raising money that... You know, for anyone listening, you don't have to go this direction if you don't want to when it comes to raising capital, but it certainly does work well when you do it right. So what would be your recommendation for those who are out there kind of sitting on the fence, thinking about doing their own show, you know, talking about it? Because I'm sure you've met people. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show. It's like, when is it coming out? <laughs> so what's your recommendation for the, the listeners who are sitting on that fence of should I do a show? Throw money behind it. <laughs> wow, that's actually... Why? I think I know why, but I want to hear it. Well, there's a couple couple things I'll mention, and then I'll kick the ball back over to Abel. But number one, I've done a, a sort of a test show uh, about a year ago. I edited it. I did everything myself, and it is an incredible amount of work. And then the production value just is, isn't quite there. The other thing I'll say is just don't do the same thing as everybody else. Like, you know, I mean, how many investing in real estate podcasts are there out there? And while, yes, you know, okay, you have a platform, you have some soapbox that you can stand on. If you can differentiate yourself somehow and make it different and make it so that, so that you're in some way unique, it's a big, big value add. Great recommendation. Thank you, Tate. Abel, what's your advice to that defense rider? <laughs> yeah, I, I would absolutely say, you know, jump in with both feet. So not to echo too much of what Tate says. I agree with him, by the way, throw some money behind it. Just make it easy for yourself. If you Look at it, though, from a learning or education point of view for the fence rider. If you're trying to figure out how to do more, how to raise more capital, buy bigger deals, you're trying to serve your investors better, kind of the things that Tate mentioned, you can ask everyone that comes on your show exactly how they did it. So you can right. ask any question you want. I treated it as my, you know, the master's education program right. in real estate investing. I paid for it. I didn't quite pay as much as uh, taking a master's at a university, but I paid for it. There was a lot of time, effort, energy that went into it. And when you do more of it, you start to soak it in, you learn it, you're going to gain this amazing network of friends and people that you spend quality time with and really get to, you know, know more about them. So those things are absolutely vital. It's a uh, man, take it as a learning experience and, yeah, and it gives you some education and it gives you an excuse to have a, a long conversation with those people. Yeah, right, right. Totally. Nobody, um, nobody wants to get their brains picked uh, anymore. Right. So, <laughs> right. Hey, can I pick your brain for right. 30 minutes? No, uh, me no, now. you can't. <laughs> But unless someone else is listening, yeah, are you recording where there'll be video? <laughs> Will we have content to share? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Happy to so, yeah, go ahead, Tate. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Powerful stuff. So the other thing coming to mind for it, just to shift back, we've, we've covered the podcasting realm now. Want to give some best practices to listeners as well. So for you, we'll go Abel and Tate again in this order. What would you say is like the one big secret that you've uncovered in influencing in investors and, and getting them to, you know, invest with you, be on your team? What's your one secret, Abel and then Tate? Okay. We're sharing secrets today, ladies the and gentlemen. The big secret. Well, the big secret to raising capital. 
you know, for me, it's just really learn what other people are doing and follow exactly what they did. So if anybody wants to, who wants to raise $10 million in the next, you know, 69 yeah. months, 10 million bucks, there's some hands up here. Just ask the last person who raised $10 million in the last six months how they did it. And then you just follow exactly what they did. So you got to go find Abel after this interview, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just not exaggerating at all. What I did was I asked somebody who did $50 million and I said, how, how the heck did you do it? And they spilled their guts and we did it and joined the program. And hey, let's go. Let's get yeah, it's, it on. It's really not rocket science, right? But I think, I think bringing it back to, you know, the machine, the platform, making sure that you sort of, I see it as building backwards. You know, we've been talking about podcasting. Well, podcasting is something that you should probably do after you have some sort of a platform to land on, right? So if, if I was to do a podcast or, or say someone who was on the fence jumps in, they do a podcast and they get a bunch of people interested in them that are starting to know them and trust them. And then they go to their website and it's super bare bones and they sign up for a newsletter and they get one welcome email and then that's it. They never hear from them again. And then six months later, they get a deal in their inbox. They're like, who is this person? So you have to build the foundation first and then the house and then you can bring traffic to it, right? So I think it starts with a good email marketing campaign and a newsletter and, and sort of getting that sort of foundation down so that there is content to absorb once once people know about you and they go check out your website or, or they go to download your lead magnet and then there's some sort of automation that they get put in so that there's follow-up right because otherwise you're just creating noise and interest and then it doesn't land anywhere yeah one thing that comes to mind anytime I talked to Tate, and I'm sure there's some other people here thinking the same thing. Is like he has done a great job niching down on who he has been called Amazing to serve. Amazing job niching down. Amazing let's, job. Let's. I can't like have a conversation with you here and not talk <laughs> about that. Literally wearing the Turbine Capital shirt right now. What was it like for you? I assume actually probably wasn't too hard, but the process of niching down is something that does kind of need to be mastered. So, what are some best practices there, and how has that benefited you? So and tell us can, a little bit about your niche. <laughs> so I can speak to this directly because when I first had the idea for the company, I mean, it basically it was someone at a best ever conference years ago was like, you know, if you just put a couple pilots together and you pulled some money, we'd give you a better return. And I was like, well, that's an idea. <laughs> and then I got to meet individuals like Dr. Peter Kim, who has a group for physicians and, you know, some other groups that, that have sort of uh, groups that pool capital and, and invest together. And so the idea came to do this for pilots. But while I was building the initial stages of the company two years ago, I actually didn't niche down all that much. I went back on my idea of niching and I said, well, why am I limiting myself just to pilots? That doesn't really make sense. And so I started saying high income professionals, like let's, let's include everyone. Actually, the intro to my old podcast said, if you're a doctor, an attorney, a pilot, blah, blah, blah. And I found myself sort of floundering and not finding focus and nothing was sort of coming together. And when I, about six months later, I just doubled down on, on pilots. I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I've done my whole life. I know these people. I know what they want. I know their problems. I know what they're good at and what they're bad at. And when I recommitted to niching down on that industry group, it was like all the stars aligned. Everything just made sense. It was easy to write. It was easy to write newsletters. It was easy to write content. It was easy to make a website. It was just like, oh, everything makes sense now. Wow. And I think that you can never niche down. Well, 
I guess you could niche down too much if your niche is too specific, right? But usually you can never you can never niche down too much. And and the, as the old phrase goes, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. I use the example of Nike. Nike doesn't market their shoes to everyone in the world. They market to people who identify as athletes. Yep. You know, so picking who your audience is, it's it's hard sometimes when you're like, well, who's your avatar? It's like that takes a long time to, to sort of tease out. And if you don't have some sort of an industry group that you're part of, which some people don't, and that's fine. You know, you, you look at passiveinvesting.com. They don't have an avatar, right? But maybe their avatar is, you know, XYZ person who wants passive income. But anyway, finding that avatar, figuring out what they're not wants, needs are, their pain points, and then sort of targeting in on those. And, and I think the other key there is aligning with who you are as an individual. Right. You know, that's, right. that might even be step one. So really powerful stuff there, Tate. Thank you. And I know people who are not pilots who in, invest with you and think you're the man, myself included. So there you go. Um, now, Abel, what comes to mind for me since we've met is like, dude, this is Mr. San Antonio here. So you, you kind of have niched down. I don't know if there's any other. I know you're, you've got a faith-based background as well, which is really yep. cool. What's been your approach with niching down on who you've been called to serve? Yeah. You know, I, I like that point, right? Because everyone does ask me, well, what markets are you going after? I am in South Texas. I do real estate investing in Austin and McAllen and South Texas area, but I do focus on San Antonio the most. So there are specific investors that want to be in Texas, want to be in South Texas, want to work with an operator and a syndicator and someone who's local or boots on the ground in San Antonio, which is one of the hottest, you know, markets according to Zillow and, you know, surpassing some of the other cities. And, you know, I love it. And when people say, well, are, are, how many deals have you done there? And we can say, well, we're, you know, we're, we're local. We're in a thousand plus doors as a team where we've been there. We're working with local property management there. It definitely helps the, the investor conversation, the flow of, oh, okay, if I want to invest in San Antonio, this is a great market. Abel's the person to talk to. Abel Pacheco at Five Talents Capital, San Antonio. <laughs> and then you, uh, you did mention faith, so I thought I'd mention it too, right? Yeah. So our company is Five Talents, and some people ask me, well, what, is, what are the five talents? And I go, what's well, actually a proverb from Matthew 25 and 14? Uh, it talks about the doubling of talents, of literal money. And it's, you know, go look it up. It's a biblical parable about trusting or being a good steward of capital. And, you know, it talks a lot about parables, but it's literally talking about money and doubling of it. And I go, I think that's the perfect parable <laughs> for what we do, Matthew uh, 25 and 14. So I like, I love it. Five talents, love put it, it together. And it ends up being a, a lot of people that do reach out to me on, you know, one of the two fronts. There's nothing wrong with multiplying and doubling your money. Hey, we we want to double money. No, that's, that's fantastic. Just, uh, you know, I love that you haven't gotten shiny object syndrome. I mean, you live in a great market. San Antonio yeah. is fantastic, right? So there isn't a huge reason to go, go broad. But the fact that you, you know, if you, if you could just pick one thing and do it really well, you're going to be successful. If you make tortillas, and, but you are the best at making tortillas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to be very successful. In you're going to sell a lot of tacos. That, yeah, absolutely. That's the quote of the interview. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter what <laughs> we'll it is. You're just tacos. really good at doing one thing. You're going to be successful. Love it. Yeah, so true. So I want to have some fun here, guys. What would be if you had one album that you could listen to? You're on a stranded island. You don't know when you're going to get off this island. You can only choose one album to listen to. What are you going with? Because we did this, yeah. we, we asked this question recently, and uh, um, 
you know what? I don't even know necessarily if it's my favorite, but I got to go with it because of the nostalgia. I listened to Jock Jams Volume 1 probably like 300 wow. times when I was 10. Wow. I could definitely just keep listening to that my, my whole life. So Jock Jams Volume 1. I actually have one. Okay, you cool. made me think about one. I don't know if it's my favorite of all time either. However, when I was in the third grade, I think I listened to Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Probably, I wore the cassette tape out. For some of you that are a little younger, you're like, what's nice. a cassette tape? You're like, what's a CD? Yeah, we passed that part. But, I mean, Beastie Boys, License to Ill was pretty legit. Yeah, it was pretty good. So my mind has already gone full circle between uh, Rage Against the Machine Ooh. to some Jimi Hendrix, some Led yeah. Zeppelin, some, yeah. some classic rock. But I think I've landed on M83. Which uh, one? M83. 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 Their album that has Midnight City, their, their, that famous song. That entire album, if you just put that on from front to back, it's a journey. Love it, Girls. love it. I, th I thought you were going to go with Rage. I know. Uh, go. <laughs> it's, it's great to snowboard, too. <laughs> Hunter's, yeah, I know, I've asked Hunter that question before. His answer is Evil Empire, which I think is Evil their second Empire's album. Evil fantastic. I've actually heard Hunter singing uh, Bulls on Parade. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's yeah, pretty good. If you, if you want to see the original Capital Raising Gangster perform a cover to uh, Bulls on Parade, shoot us a DM. We'll, we'll wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Bulls on Parade. All right, so we're squeezing the juice out of this orange. I know we got a few minutes left here as well. It's been a great time. It's been a great time talking. There's only a thousand people here, so <laughs> that's been awesome. Having a little bit of best ever conference here in Denver. That's we right. got some snowboarding the past couple of days and just in, excited about it. So it's been a good. It's fantastic. And it's the story that sells. It's the personality that sells at the end of the day. So let's use that again as a, as a capital raising technique here. One more fun question and then we're going to wrap it up. So Tate, what is your favorite ice cream? If you had to go with one flavor. Uh, I actually don't like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had it before? <laughs> I, I tell you what, maybe uh, coffee flavored gelato. Okay, uh, like in Italy, I, I could be convinced with that. So you guys, sorry, coffee abrigato. flavored gelato. Abrigato. I'm cookies and cream, baby. Oh, cookies and cream, all the way. All right, mint chocolate chip for me. That's a good one too. So, awesome. Green like money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, what? we got to leave our listeners with a call to action as well. So, Tate, where can everyone go to find out more about you? Yeah, if you go to our website, turbinecap.com. So Turbine Capital obviously is a play on jet engines. T-U-R-B-I-N-E, cap, C-A-P as in capital.com. You can also reach me directly at T-A-I-T, Tate, at turbinecap.com. Awesome. Thank you. Abel? You're going to have to go beat up my new site. So if, whoever's watching on uh, Instagram right now or hearing this recording later, we got a new site. We just launched it. You go tell me how it is. Go spam it and try to break it for me. Five. <laughs> talents.capital. And uh, if you guys want to, guys and gals, any investors out there that want a quick explainer video showing how everyday average people invest in commercial real estate like the wealthy do, like institutions, large REITs, they figure out how to buy this stuff without having to manage it, then go hit our website. There's a video there. Enjoy it. And uh, tell me how our website is, 5talents.capital. And there's one more thing I just want to end with, which is, which is a quote from Ted Green from Spartan Investment Group, who was just up on stage. And I loved what he said. And that is that the bond market is gone. There's no yield in bonds. The stock market is schizophrenic. We're a 32 price to equity multiple there. This is the only place to go. Like the, This is the only place 
to get reliable yield anymore is in U.S. commercial real estate. And I think we're still very ahead of the game, even having that conversation there. So consider everyone tuned in here. You're ahead of the game. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, Thank one, you. Couple, one more plug. You can also check out RaiseMasters.com. That's the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. I'm surrounded by RaiseMasters right now. I love it. These guys are in the group. We all raise lots of money. It's a lot of fun. What's up, Ray Hightower? Uh, we're coming to you live from the Groundbreaker podcasting stage at the Best Ever Conference in Denver, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you in the future. Thanks for having us, Adam. See you, everyone. See you, everyone. Thank you once again for investing your most valuable resource with us here today, your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please drop a five-star rating and a review below. Take a screenshot of it and send it over to nextlevel at carswell.io. We have a present for you. We really appreciate you guys leaving those reviews because it really helps with the overall SEO and visibility of the show and allows us to continue to bring on high quality guests. So once again, thank you. And remember, take it to the next level.